Welcome to Economically Speaking, the information podcast designed to bring you the latest economic development news in the town and the surrounding area, hosted by Babylon IDA CEO Tom Dolan. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Economically Speaking. In today's episode, we will be discussing a program called the Direct Support Program. This has been rolled out by the Town of Babylon. It just been rolled out by the Town of Babylon and is designed to offer eligible businesses and not-for-profits the opportunity to apply for a grant to help combat either the COVID-19 public health emergency or the negative effects of the economic downturn. I'm joined today with my guest, Vassell Moore, from the Town of Babylon. Vassell currently serves as the Beautification Director and recently was appointed as the Babylon COVID Recovery Director. The bottom line is Vassell does wear a lot of hats and does a lot of work for the town of Babylon, but good afternoon, Vassell, and thanks for being here. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, and uh, we're sitting actually in your old office today. Yes, and, yes. Uh, before we came on mic, we were just kind of chuckling a little bit about some of the stuff that goes on around here, being in the village of Babylon and some of the noises and garbage trucks that pull up and <laughs> sirens that go by. So hopefully we won't be interrupted today. But okay. um, we know that this is a, uh, a big program that the town of Babylon has rolled out. It's going to help a lot of people. And uh, But before we get started, you know, just for the purposes of introducing you to our listening audience, why sure. don't you maybe just share a little bit about yourself, your background and the, and the role you play at the town? Absolutely. So as you mentioned, uh, I am the beautification director for the town of Babylon, and that has me working with a lot of the local civics, uh, chambers and community groups, even some of our veterans organizations uh, throughout the town in their various endeavors, whether it's uh, fundraising or cleaning up their communities or doing things with the youth, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. Um, as they work on their award projects. And prior to that, I was very active in my community of Copeg slash North Amityville. And uh, I was a part of several organizations there. Uh, worked with the schools in implementing certain programs to better uh, help our community and our students. So it was just a natural fit being a beautification director and now most recently appointed the director of the COVID recovery. I echo exactly what you just said. I've, I've had the opportunity to uh, watch you and uh, work with you, and uh, you are the right person for this job right now, that's for sure. Before we get into uh, the direct support program, why don't we just back up a little bit, because I, I think a lot of this had started with the American Rescue Act. Yes. Is that correct? That is correct. Maybe you could kind of walk us through how that all sort of started there and how it worked its way down to the town. Absolutely. So President Biden signed into law the American Rescue Plan Act on March 11th. And basically it's uh, to provide direct support to states, local municipalities, uh, counties, and even tribal governments to help uh, combat the negative effects of COVID. So essentially to help them recover. And uh, as such, the town was awarded 27 million, a little bit over $27 million, which we'll receive in two installments. The first installment, we received $13.8 million and we'll receive another installment next year around May or June of the same dollar amount. Luckily, the ARPA Act, as it's known, is pretty broad. 
Um, they have some specific goals in wanting to address some of the disparities in underserved uh, communities and public health sure. and things of that nature, but it also allows those said governments to kind of shore up their infrastructure, whether it's IT or our waterways or our sewage systems, things of that nature to protect against possibly future pandemics and or natural disasters. So that's excellent. So it does give you, there are parameters, but it does give the town the opportunity to address the things that they see as important for their town. Um, I know as far as putting together, uh, as far as a direct support program, yes. and I'll, I'll get this right by the end of the uh, No worries. Uh, <laughs> a lot of acronyms <laughs> going around. Um, but there was a lot of work you guys had done up front, and I got to witness some of that also. Sure. I know there was a lot of research that had to be done and things. Maybe you can kind of walk us through that. Sure, absolutely. So because of the broadness of the plan, um, because it is coming from the federal government, we wanted to make sure we still crossed our T's, dotted our I's, so as not to be visited uh, in the future from the federal government for any wrongdoings. So we worked with an amazing team, some of your colleagues, the agency, I think they call themselves, uh, David, Viana, Lena, as well as Matt McDonough, uh, to come up with some documentation that we can put forth in the community to work on the application process and the assessment. Uh, initially, with grants, usually you have scoring, but we wanted to change that verbiage so that people don't shy away or get too scared. And uh, we just want them to know that we want to assess the application or their criteria um, rather than score them. When people think of scoring, they think of failing, and we didn't want them to have that uh, connotation. So. so there's $27 million is allocated to the town. You yes. said it's going to come in two pieces. Yes. And then I guess there was a carve-out for this particular program. Yes. And maybe we could talk a little bit about, because this program that you're heading up right now and that was just rolled out again the direct support program right got very that. good got it um but that's for a specific audience of people and maybe we could talk about who can apply for this grant absolutely so the target or the goal as i mentioned was to address some of the disparities um i think it's pretty much a fact that uh the COVID 19 pandemic uh proved to show the disparities in our public health system in our edu educational systems, um, in the underserved or underrepresented uh, communities. So with uh, this program, we are strongly encouraging uh, MWBEs, that is the businesses that are minority, women, uh, entrepreneurs to apply. We also want the veteran organizations to apply as well as the smaller businesses, uh, the nonprofits of the uh, community and I should mention it's the town of Babylon but it will also include our three villages Babylon Village, Lindenhurst Village and Amityville Village. Those organizations and businesses in those areas can also apply. Gotcha. You know we've talked about in the past here on the on the podcast uh, we have another program that the IDA has the economic inclusion yes. uh, program. You know as much as COVID was a negative it did shine a light on something that does need to be talked about. Sure. And you kind of mentioned that right now as far as uh, these minority-owned businesses and women-owned yes. businesses, and it's so important. Um, and I think 
one of the things that we're seeing is that instead of just continuing to have that conversation, that action is actually happening now, and we're seeing some of the results, and this program would just continue that Absolutely. progress. So we know who it's designed to help a little bit. Maybe we could talk about how somebody is eligible, and I think one of the messages, and again, speaking prior to us getting on, is that we want to make sure that even if you're not sure, you should apply. Absolutely, <laughs> right? absolutely. So. Um, just thinking about some of those MWBEs, uh, I think about, I was mentioning my barber, who is a young man of color who owns his own barbershop slash hair salon, and he did not know what an MB, MWBE right. was. And so I explained it to him and also talked about the certification process. The certification process is not a requirement, but again, this program is designed to reach that community, but you'd be surprised how many uh, minority and women-owned businesses aren't even aware of these monies. So some of them did not apply for some of the grants that were available uh, during the pandemic or the height of the pandemic. And so we want to talk to them about that. Even I mentioned the doctor's office that we opened up in North Amityville. Um, she's a woman of color, so there's two ticks right there. And she was not aware of this program, the MWBE, which allows uh, a lot of businesses that fall under that uh, genre to get additional certifications from the state and sometimes from outside organizations. So it's important that we get into the community to let them know that these programs are available and if they qualify to even go through the certification process. But in addition to them, we will still reach out to small businesses and some of the not-for-profits. We don't want anyone to feel that they are ineligible because they're not in MWBE. The criteria that we came up with for the assessment is um, what was your financial standing prior to the pandemic? Two, how was your business or operations or finance uh, negatively impacted by the pandemic? What do you plan to use for the funding? Are you MWBE? And lastly, are you located in an economically distressed area or community? And that is actually from the federal government. Uh, the federal government has what they call the qualified census tract. And that is how some of the community development block grants get issued to certain hamlets. Uh, such as uh, Wine Danch in the town of Babylon and sections of North Amityville to allow uh, certain projects to go forth that that tax base cannot afford on their own. Understood. Makes a lot of sense. Um, and I'm sure there will be some challenges. Again, like I said, we, we take for granted sometimes that people are aware of of certain things and they're yes. not. So I guess you're going to have to have some strategies and one of them is to be on our podcast here today. Absolutely. And hopefully uh, this helps in getting the message out and we'll yes. do our best. We also have our newsletter uh, and, and anything that we can do to help get that message out there because this is something that is so important. What are some of the other challenges that you see as far as being able to roll this out and having success with this right now? Just what you mentioned, uh, getting the word out. Um, I'm a big sports fan. And uh, I watch a lot of football, and I know that the running game or the ground game um, is critical to any success of a football game. So they say the, the uh, running game opens up the pass, so the ground game is, is critical. So we do plan on knocking on doors and distributing 
the information about the program as well as the application. The program information will be translated into several different languages, which include Turkish, uh, Italian, uh, Chinese, uh, Haitian Creole, Spanish, and even Polish. So, and we have a couple of uh, great interns by the name of uh, Gavin Rogers, who's a former Eagle Scout and uh, with the town, and uh, Greg Heilburn, who will go up and down, as well as myself, being involved with many of the civics and chambers already as beautification director, I will continue to speak about these things as we go to different meetings. That's excellent. And, and again, you're positioned just right with the work Absolutely. It's a perfect segue. That's yes. Right. That's yes. right. You know, another challenge, I think, that, you know, as, as you're speaking and we're talking about these things, I think one of the challenges we also see is that a lot of people, COVID seems it's like it's behind us. Right. You know, and I don't want to wish anything bad that it, that it rears its ugly head again. Yes, <laughs> I think yes. that's one of the things. And there are businesses that need to know that these things are still available right now. Absolutely. And, and to that point... Um, you know, you've been, we've been hearing a lot of talk about the Delta variant, and then this morning I just heard about something called the Lambda variant. So although we may not be where we were last year, we're not completely out of the woods yet, and we right. want to make sure that it doesn't rear its ugly head again. And that's what this funding is going to hopefully do, help shore up your business, your veterans organization, so that those businesses and, and uh, organizations that are already in the hole won't get hit with a one-two combination um, and this will give them something to fight against that. Sure and that's an important part too right so there's businesses that are available to this but also organizations and and a lot of again the organizations you work with um, they play a vital role. They're vital in our community one of the things that they do is they give back a lot they're there for high school seniors when they want to graduate. They're there to support members in the community um, that they may not necessarily be a business, it could be an individual resident. They sponsor maybe certain projects in their homes. They do food drives to give out. And because they're community members themselves, it could be a neighbor. So those community and civic organizations not only help to keep their communities looking clean and beautiful, but they do a lot of goodwill within the community themselves. So some of them couldn't have fundraisers last year to do some of the necessary work that they've been doing over the years. So these grants will help them as well. That's excellent. You know, again, as we sit here and we speak about this, think about some of these business owners, especially these uh, minority and women-owned businesses, or just any business sometimes. I know we deal with it here right. uh, at the Industrial Development Agency that sometimes people are very reluctant to give their information out. Mm. Um, and that might prohibit them from moving forward or filling out an application. Sure. Is there anything you would say to one of those businesses right now? I think this is this is information that we're looking to help. We're not sure. looking to gain information to turn them in. Or Absolutely. Like Especially in this day and age, day and age of scams, uh, we get them on our phones, we get them in the mail. It's certainly understandable that people would be apprehensive. But I would encourage that uh, just with our documentation, we do have a telephone number for the town. Uh, They can call the town directly if they have any uh, questions, and I'll give that number, and I'll give it again at the end. It's 631-957-4488. They can call that number to verify 
Uh, they can reach us at dsp at townofbabylon.com. So there's a vetting process if they feel uncomfortable. We don't we won't claim to be the IRS. We're not looking to right. ding right. you for failed taxes. We want to help you, and we're hoping that 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 comes across. The other thing is, and in, again, in speaking with other businesses, and it kind of piggyback to kind of what we're saying now, that if somebody has received funding in the past yes. uh, for other programs that have been rolled out during COVID, sure. would that disqualify them for this program? No, not at all. Um, I know that some people feel that it should, but the truth is they may have received funding in 2020, but now that funding is used up and they may need to continue the operations, whether it's one of the things I did hear about is a daycare that used that money to help themselves continue last year. Right. But now this is a new year and they're about to go into the sort of a, uh, a new school year and daycare is critical. If parents don't have daycare, how do they go off to work and leave their small children behind? Absolutely. So it's, there's a domino effect. So we want to help support those daycares with additional funding if needed. Now granted, we wanna make sure that those who did not uh, have the chance to partake get addressed first because they could be drowning. But by no means does that disqualify someone that does. We, we're aware that there may be some that uh, are guilty of double dipping, but some of it could be actually legitimate that they need those additional resources. So again, the, the federal government releases the funds to town and it gives them the opportunity to decide where they want to put those funds. What can the funds be used for when they're applying for this grant, the businesses or the, the not-for-profit groups that we're talking about? Sure. How can they utilize those funds or, or is there a criteria that they have to use it for a certain not necessarily. The one thing I will say is that um, you cannot use it to buy a ticket on the Blue Origin. <laughs> you can't do that. So, can't be sitting 50-yard line this year. 50-yard <laughs> line would be nice, but you can't use it for that either. Um, we do, in the application process, ask you to detail what you plan to do with the funds. Okay. And then we will ask you to prove that you use the, the funds for those purposes. Gotcha. So um, we understand that it could be a leaky roof. It could be back taxes, um, especially we've, we've gotten calls already from some of the veterans organizations, the VFWs, the lodges that simply couldn't rent out their space, you know, because there were no weddings, yeah. Yeah. no bridal showers, no baby showers. So now uh, their dues that their members may pay does not cover their expenses and therefore they may even need to pay their taxes. So there's a myriad of factors that people will use, uh, need the money for, but we're trying to be as broad and flexible as the federal government mm -hmm. within means. And as far as the time frame, uh, so it's open right now. Yes. So if you're listening to this podcast, and I know uh, you released it yesterday. Yes. Right? The town did a, uh, a launch of this program. Is there a time frame? Like if they don't get their application in on time, are they going to miss out or how does that work? Technically, we're going to be distributing the funds until the funds are no more. Okay. But that does not mean we'll take your application and throw it in the garbage. It just means we'll hold on to it to the next funding uh, round that we'll get more money from the federal government next year. Gotcha. So. Okay. So if you're listening, don't be discouraged. Correct. Get that application in. We touched on it again, but they should call, right? You're, you're really yes. sitting here. You're advocating for them to reach out. Let's see if we can help you. Absolutely. That's the message, right? Absolutely. And 
let's go over again. Let's give that contact information sure. because I think that is so huge in making sure that uh, they can contact you and find out if they're eligible for this. Absolutely. So it's area code 631-957-4488. You can also reach us via email at D as in David, S as in Sam, P as in Peter, at Town of Babylon, all spelled out, dot com. So DSP at Town of Babylon, dot com. Uh, but is there anything else, Vassell, that you'd like to kind of share? And I know that you're very passionate about this. You're very passionate about the community. I've always seen that in your involvement. Some of the conversations, you did work right here in the building. And yes. I'm trying to sneak I'm out to stop you before you, Tom? you're just trying to get home and there's Vassell <laughs> stopping you for a half an hour conversation. <laughs> uh, I, always, I always enjoyed them and I still do. And I also want to welcome you to come back anytime I appreciate uh, as you work through this and you need our help and support because again, this is so huge that uh, we're able to get this message or help you get this message out there to the community. I do want to thank you for being here. Thank you for the opportunity to get the word out. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. It was very exciting to be here, actually, um, especially uh, being in Old Town Hall again, being in Babylon Village again, which I love. And uh, most importantly, I want to make sure that if you have doubts, just find out. Uh, there, goes, there goes that music thing again. Um, you know, <laughs> find out, reach out. Will help you decide um, if this is for you. I hope to get as much in reach into the communities um, as possible. I know that there are organizations out there hurting, and industries and genres hurting, and we want to be there to help you as soon as possible. Okay, and you know, you just made me think of something before I sign off. Yes. How much can they apply for? So right now, to keep it simple, because what we tried to do is eliminate some of the bureaucracy. Okay. Um, if you uh, apply, uh, you can apply up to $49,500. That's and Yes, and um, that would minimize the red tape, the paperwork that you'll have to complete with the town. Again, six months after receiving the award, uh, if you're granted $49,500, $29,500, or even $5,000, you'll have to show how you use the funds. And then a year later, because some of the funds may not have been used up, will ask you to, you know, once again, just show what you've done with the funding that we received. But that is the max amount that we're distributing, and we're hoping that that's sufficient enough to help. Sure. So like I always say, it's better than zero. It's better right? than zero, absolutely. And, uh, and I think it's great that the town has uh, put you uh, out in front of this program, which I think was a great move. Thank you. Um, and I also think it's going to be something that helps a lot of businesses, and especially, again, those businesses with minority and women-owned businesses that, again, if you're listening, please reach out and please try to apply. But, again, I want to thank, I was sitting here with my guest, uh, Vassell Moore, who, again, is currently the Beautification Director, but is also now the Babylon COVID Recovery Director, again, wearing multiple hats, doing good work for the town of Babylon. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Again, my name is Tom Dolan. And we, you were listening to Economically Speaking. Have a good day. This episode of Economically Speaking podcast was brought to you by the Town of Babylon IDA. To find out more information about today's topic, our guest, or to simply stay connected, please visit the show notes where you'll find all the relevant links. 